Ryan Palmer and John Rom get it done down in New Orleans. We'll look at the data that matters and have a good little discussion on this Data Monday. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. The Zurich Classic of New Orleans was awesome. The team event, I think, is completely fun. It was a little disappointing to have some of the big names sort of take it off. But I think with this, obviously, with this new schedule, everybody's just kind of trying to feel out um, what they need to do in order to be, you know, fresh for the majors and all the big tournaments. And so we're definitely seeing some some growing pains, right? Everybody's moving up the learning curve a little bit on this new schedule. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, for uh, Wesley Bryan, for Brian Wesley, excuse me, for West, so Brian Wesley and for. Jordan Spieth, it looks like they're going to be looking for new playing partners if they ever decide to come back to the Zurich Classic again because um, Ryan Palmer and John Rahm played great together. And it was super fun to watch. And they, the best, I, I don't know, there, there was a lot of great things out of out of that. But they, if you watched them, they just had so much fun. And I'm, I, uh, I'm an ASU guy, so I love John Rahm for that. But I, his, his, um, Sometimes he plays with such an attitude, right? And he seems so angry all the time. And that's a huge turnoff for me on the golf course. I don't like to play with people who have big attitudes and uh, throw a big fit after they hit a, bit, a bad shot or whatever. I just, that's just not, it's just not cool, right? I just kind of like, get a hold of yourself. I mean, who do you think you're kidding? There's just nothing that's attractive about somebody throwing a tantrum on a golf course. I can't stand it. But, and so I've, I've always kind of had this love-hate relationship, right? I mean, he's a devil, so yeah, he's awesome. But then, oh man, I wish he wouldn't act like that. But to watch him, I hope that he enjoyed the experience with Ryan Palmer so much that he plays more like that because they were having a complete ball. And, uh, and, and it showed in John's game. He played great, as did Ryan. And they were having fun with the Skittles, the whole thing. Um, I just thought it was wonderful. I think that's the attitude we need to play golf with. So I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed watching them play together. I'm a big um, big fan of Ryan Palmer's. I have been for a long time. I like his, I love his sort of laid back Texas attitude. I love his golf swing because it's just him. I mean, his golf, he's one of those guys where um, you can see him from half a mile away and you know it's Ryan Palmer. And I love golf swings like that when they're naturally just them. And he learned to play, right? He's from, I think he was born and raised in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, so he learned to play in the wind and it shows. It shows in his swing, it shows in his game. And so really fun, uh, really fun to watch him. And in fact, in this Data Monday, I kind of wanted to just focus on Ryan Palmer. He was, um, he's just one of these journeyman kind of guys that um, just kind of pops up here and there and we hear stories of him here and there, but that was his fourth career victory. Um, he's had quite a rich history. Um, I, I read here that he, gra he graduated in 1995 from Amarillo High School. He um, played one year at North Texas and then three years at Texas A&M, I believe, I could be wrong there. Played the mini tours for a little while got on the nationwide tour at the time. Oh, shoot, 
I'm trying to remember. He think he won there and then was on the PGA Tour 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. And then it's just been one of those guys that just kind of hangs around, right? Here we are in 2019. He's won here. He's And here's the best part about it. He's put himself, I don't know, there's, it's just this, I don't know, it's this feeling of he has been in like, I don't know, it was like three, four, or five sudden death, death, death playoffs. And every single time I was pulling for him, and every single time he didn't win, and he's never won a sudden death playoff. I think it's maybe it's four. But I mean, it just, oh, it just breaks your heart, right? Because he's just out there going. And then um, in the 2017-2018 season, he took a medical, a major medical extension uh, because his wife was undergoing chemotherapy um, for cancer. And we all, I mean, we all know what that kind of, when health problems happen to your family, it's crazy. Um, I've, you know, I've had to sit in the waiting room waiting for my wife to come out of, of surgery, and it is the worst. And to have your wife uh, with cancer, and I, I just, I can't imagine the, the mental fortitude that it takes to come back from something like that. Um, he came back from that major medical extension, and then he met the terms of that in, at the Career Builder Challenge. Um, and then that thing's like, he lost a sudden death playoff again, I think right after that. Oh, I think in the Farmers Insurance, oh, no, it wasn't the Farmers. Maybe it was the Farmers. I don't know. Anyway, so it's been a long time since he's won. It's been like over 3,000 days and since he's won. So it's so fun to see him get out there and get a win, get some security back. Obviously going through, his perspective has to be different now. Um, after going through that with his wife and his family, to win now, you could tell. I mean, he broke down, right, when they were talking to him. The emotion of that victory, you just couldn't help but just totally love Ryan Palmer. So when we go through these uh, at Data Monday, it's a little different because um, obviously they're playing as a team, so it's really hard to get their individual numbers. So we're just going to basically look at Ryan Palmer's numbers compared against the benchmarks, and we're just going to kind of look to see how he's played in 2018 when he came back and, and got back on tour. So let's take a look at that and see how things go. First and foremost, we like to cover and look at um, their consistency numbers and what that the win did for them. Um, I was actually kind of surprised by this. So I'll start with John Rahm. He started uh, in the FedEx Cup in the FedEx Cup rankings. He started at 23rd, and with the win, um, he moved up to sixth. So a good move there for him. And it seems to me that they they split the FedEx Cup points for the victory because Ryan Palmer moved from 50 all the way up to 19. I was, I, I didn't, I didn't know that Ryan Palmer was playing that well. I didn't know he was all the way up in to 50th place this year. So again, sort of one of these unsung kind of heroes that you don't hear much about, but just the, I don't know, the Texas swagger. And, and when you listen to him talk, I, when you saw how much he appreciated this, I, I, I love John Rahm for saying yes and getting this done. It's a total feel good story. It's one, it's one of the coolest stories in a while, right? I mean, Tiger Woods obviously is going to be a big one, but Tiger Woods is never going to need another dollar. I mean, I, I know Ryan Palmer's his his career money is like over twenty five million, so he's okay too. But he's dealt with some tough stuff. I guess Tiger has too, but um, you know, Tiger's worth a billion dollars, right? So <clears throat> anyway, so that moves him up to 
Uh, moves Ryan up to 19th spot and John up to 6th spot. So Ryan, we always like to look at their consistency numbers. Ryan has played in 394 PGA Tour events and he has made the cut 251 times for a consistency rating of 64%. Right, he makes 64% of his cuts. Okay, so now we're going to jump right into the, um, to the benchmark numbers. And we'll see how Ryan holds up, how his 2018 year holds up to the benchmarks. Again, we don't have the data from this week's tournament to compare it against. So the numbers that you're going to get right now are essentially his, 28 average, his 2018 averages. And we'll just compare them to our benchmarks and see how they hold up. And again, our benchmarks are really numbers to help us um, analyze and review our own games. And, and so we like to take those on Monday and compare them to how the pros are how the pros are going, just to kind of see that these numbers are very helpful. And if your numbers can be near these benchmarks, then you have, by definition, a tour quality game, right? Which is kind of fun to say. So Ryan Palmer um, for 2018 averaged 59% of, um, of his fairways. So his driver accuracy is 59%. As you know, our driver accuracy for the benchmark is 55%. So Ryan, four points higher than our benchmark, which is essentially the bare minimum of what we allow. And uh, if our uh, driving numbers drop be below the 55%, then we need to spend some time on our driver, okay? So uh, Ryan's approaching that, but he's still above the benchmark. So we'd say, Ryan, let's figure something else that you can work on. So uh, greens and regulation. Ryan Palmer averaged 66%, and our benchmark is 65%. Okay, so Ryan's one point above that, but very close to our benchmark. So Ryan Palmer is a golfer who's very close to these benchmarks, right? And, and Ryan Palmer, if you had a game like Ryan Palmer, it'd feel pretty good, right? Four tour wins, 25 million in career money, not bad. Okay, sand saves is the next one here. Um, in 2018, Ryan averaged 46% up and down out of the sand. Our benchmark is 45%. Those who make less than 45% out of the sand, Tony Finau, Bubba Watson, Gary Woodland, some pretty good names there. But then again, Ryan's a little bit closer, right? He's been one point over in greens and regulation and one point over in sand saves. So pretty cool. He averaged in strokes gain putting minus 0.528. So he lost half a stroke to the field every time he teed it up on average, every time he teed it up in 2018. Okay, so putting was not a strong point of his game. Okay, scrambling. Ryan Palmer scrambles, gets up and down from around the green uh, when he misses the green 55% of the time. Our benchmark, 55%. Okay, this is why this was kind of fun to look at. Okay, putting. We're going to jump into putting. From 20 to 25 feet, Ryan Palmer makes 11% of those putts. Our benchmark is 9%. Again, within two points. Putting from 15 to 20 feet. Our benchmark, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, his 2018 percentage was 19%. Our benchmark, 17%. Two points, right? Okay, putting from 10 feet to 15 feet. Ryan Palmer averages 27%. Our benchmark, 28%. Okay? And from 5 feet, Ryan Palmer averaged 81%. Our benchmark, 80%. Those that make less then 80% of their five-footers, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, and Kevin Na. Okay, our, our last benchmark is putts per round. Ryan Palmer averages 28.92 putts per round. Our benchmark is 30. 
So again, very close to that. Ryan Palmer is essentially, in every single category of our benchmarks, a benchmark player. So if we follow our benchmarks and stick to them, our game would be similar to a Ryan Palmer's. Okay, so this is the best example of somebody who, this is where our benchmarks hang out. I'm so proud of these benchmarks right now. I think that they're fantastic. If we look at our games and we compare them and hold them up against these benchmarks, and again, I'll read them off real quick. If you got a pencil, I'll put them in the, uh, in the podcast uh, notes as well. Driving accuracy, 55%. Greens and regulation, 65%. Sand saves, 45%. Scrambling, 55%. Putting from 20 to 25 feet, 9%. Putting from 15 to 20 feet, 17%. Putting from 10 to 15 feet, 28%. Putting from five feet, 80%. And putts per round, less than 30. Those are great benchmarks to compare a game against. Okay, the point of these benchmarks. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Do not work on parts of your game that are strong if you want to get better. Work on the parts of your game that don't match up to these benchmarks. If you're hitting less than 59% of your, 55% of your fairways, let's work on the driver. And if you're making less than 80% of your five footers, let's work on our five footers. Let's work on the parts of our game that are weakest, right? I know it's like herding cats, but if we systematically work on our games where they're weakest, we're gonna get better. Our overall game will get better. And this is just a great way to look and make sure that we're working on the right things. So very, very cool. Hopefully that was helpful uh, to everybody. The last thing we like to do is look at the money. Again, it's a little bit different because we can't really go on how many strokes they had. They were minus 26, but they were alternate shot one day and yada, yada, right? But anyway, Ryan took home just over $1 million, right? So per day, um, for his efforts in this team play where they had a great time and got to eat Skittles a lot, right? Skittles for birdies. He made $262,800 a day, which works out to be $52,560 for a five-hour round, not five and a half. Molinari, Molinari, right? He was very upset with that. Now, uh, so Ryan Palmer then, this is something that we started doing now. Ryan Palmer has made over 25 million, 25 and a half million dollars over the course of his career. He has made 251 cuts and that averages out to be, right? Anybody who's a mathematician, right? 2.5 million and 250 cuts, rough, just over $100,000 a tournament is what Ryan Palmer averages uh, for his career on the PGA Tour which is very, very cool. Um, hopefully this has been, I, I love Ryan Palmer and um, sure we can talk about John Rahm. We've talked a lot about John Rahm this year because he's such an amazing player. We'll talk more about John Rahm in the very new future, but I wanted to talk about Ryan Palmer today. The journeyman whose game lines up so well to the benchmarks and I have been enamored with Ryan Palmer for years. I think he's just kind of the epitome of the journeyman on the PGA Tour and uh, the emotion that he showed, the challenges that he's been through. It's just one of those really humanizing stories. And Ryan Palmer's uh, one of my favorites and will continue to be. He just seems like a really good Texas boy, right? Which is awesome. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful. Thanks for joining me today on a Data Access Monday. It's one of my favorite days for sure. Really great tournament that the Zurich 
a classic puts on. I know that they're talking about changing it, this, that, the other. I just think that it's great to have this different format. It's It was so much fun. It is so much fun. And they seem to have a really great time together. And golf should be that much fun all the time. And I hope John Rom learned that. So until next time, thank you for joining me on Data Access Golf, the podcast. Until next time, this is Aaron Stewart. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com. And we'll see you on the next episode.